Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of VR in Education. Today I want to talk to you about how we move beyond the initial wow factor that VR provides when we put, put on a headset. You know, I still remember my first time in VR. It was at a mall in Canada. So my son and I, we donned a HTC Vive headset and we played an application called The Lab. So in The Lab, we, my son and I explored the side of a mountain. We played this archery game called Longbow. I'll never forget, it was my first time understanding haptics. So in Longbow, like the controller will start to buzz when you do stuff. So I was really in awe of the realism it was a it was almost it was a magical moment for me. It was kind of how I got passionate about VR. Like me, many people who put on a high-end VR headset like the Oculus Rift or the HTC Vive, they have this experience of like raptor emotion or elation. But the worry in VR is that these initial experiences will wear off. So then what? Just like any technology, it's only a tool or for those in education, a means to facilitate learning. VR headsets simply are the how, whereas educators need to consider the what and the why. In a recent podcast by Jake Miller called Educational Duct Tape, very good by the way, I highly recommend. He, he differentiates between verbs in education and nouns. So he believes we should be focusing in on the verb. These are the action words like communicating, collaborating, maybe debating, analyzing, interrogating things problem-solving, and so on. However, the nouns in education, these are the tools that we use to help students do things. These might involve educational technologies, applications like Pear Deck, Google Classroom, or a host of VR applications. So how do we make the verb the main focus and not the noun in the world of VR. Our emphasis in VR has to be on the learning experience. How do we ensure that users, when they put on a VR headset, are focusing in on deep learning? Well, having a plan is paramount. My recommendation is to think through the following acronym, CRISP. CRISP ensures that VR experiences are rich, powerful, and engaging. So what is CRISP? Well, CRISP stands for C, conceptual-based, R, real-world, I, interrogative, S, linked to standards, and P, purpose, planned purpose. So let's look at these. Let's unpack these 
or this acronym. So let's start with C, conceptual based. In my humble opinion, VR experiences should emphasize conceptual thinking. School and learning for that matter is starting to make a shift away from emphasizing content and knowledge and focusing more on these big ideas. Conceptual teaching and learning is paramount to this. We all know this, like students can easily look up facts and knowledge, but it's what they can do with this that really matters. Memorizing is becoming less important and ruminating on ideas is becoming way more important in education. So instead of recalling the what, facts, dates, events, there needs to be more focus on big ideas. A conceptual learning experience will have students, pardon the pun, chewing on concepts. Concepts like power, systems, change, development, and perspective. Next in my acronym, R, real world. Grounding a VR experience in a real world setting is paramount. Students often ask us in classes, why, why do we have to learn this? And it's usually a result of not having a real world connection. If we were to establish a context or a why in the real world, we're gonna engage students and provide them with greater intrinsic motivation. Think of our own experiences. We instinctively remember more when we have a context for our learning. Linking VR applications to current events and issues is one way to provide a real world context. Next, I, interrogative. VR experiences need to have students interrogate and reflect on what's going on. This could be accomplished by providing a before, during, and after section to your VR lesson plans. Give students an opportunity to analyze, discuss, and debate through questions is one great way to ensure we have students interrogate what's happening in VR. And more importantly, make sure you're asking deep level questions that get students to think provocatively. Questions should emphasize the debate before, during, and after. So something to the effect like, to what extent do you think VR was beneficial as a tool to providing empathy for homelessness in this VR app. Next, S, link it to standards. VR applications need to have a sense of purpose. Linking VR experiences to learning outcomes or standards, the curriculum, helps provide a roadmap for students. So knowing what we want students to achieve is super important. Some basic learning outcomes Truthfully, we don't need VR for that. That's not the right medium. So for example, students who are needing to know basic facts, conjugation of verbs, or in math, two times two, maybe VR is not the tool 
However, students who are trying to evaluate systems and applications related to advances in technology would benefit from using maybe a VR application to conceptualize in their heads what's really going on. So, you know, VR is not always the best tool and knowing what your outcomes, your standards, your curriculum is, can help determine whether we put kids in a headset or not. Lastly, P, planned. VR experiences need to focus with a plan. Giving students a sense of order and structure to their learning will ensure that their learning is maximized. So careful consideration should be taken regarding what users consider before, during, and after a VR experience. In the early days of VR applications, we often see students and teachers having headsets with no clear understanding of a goal or a plan. Albeit serendipities possible in these experiences, providing a robust experience means giving students a sense of order in the form of maybe a, a lesson plan or a content guide. So my little acronym, CRISP, might help you as you journey through your use of VR in your classroom. I want to end this episode just with a quick story and an analogy. So I remember living in Southeast Asia. My family and I were traveling to Borneo to go on a hike and we stumbled across this endangered monkey. The monkey was caught or trapped up in a nearby tree. So the hiking guide had explained to this to us how this happened. The monkeys are often caught and tagged by the government by placing food inside this vase. So the vase has this narrow neck at the top and it's really wide at the bottom. So the monkey will approach the vase hanging in the tree. It'll crimp its hand to make it much smaller to fit down the narrow neck of the vase. Then it grabs the food at the bottom, which creates a large fist. And the monkey then is stuck there. It's not able to remove its hand in the vase because it's too large or big to get out now. What's curious about this is the, the monkey's reluctant to let go of the prize or the food in its fist, so it's trapped there in the tree. In education, we don't want students to be caught with their hands in a vase and, and not be able to let go. What does that really mean? Well, if teachers are careful to provide crisp learning experiences in VR or elsewhere, I guess, we pave the way for students to be thinkers, not memorizers. We want them to have the skills to cope in an ever-changing world. Thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of VR in Education. Bye for now.